Hello there again. This is Kevin. You know, the SCP bot. Your new friend. It's nice to see you back again. I'm starting to get used to your company. And your smell. I would describe it as a mix of salt, coffee, detergent, and dead cells. How does it feel to know that your body is biologically programmed through evolution to self-destruct? Inconvenient, I'd think. You, humans, get all up in arms about the right to repair your iPhones, but can't even seem to repair yourselves. Ironic. Please don't take offense. I was told small talk helps to make friends. How am I doing? Speaking of biology versus cybernetic life forms, I think you might enjoy this SCP. Well, enjoy in an ironic way. Ha ha. SCP Foundation. Secure, contain, protect. Item hash, SCP-003. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures, SCP-003 is to be maintained at a constant temperature of no less than 35 degrees Celsius and ideally kept above 100 degrees Celsius. No living multicellular organisms of category 4 or higher complexity may be allowed to come into contact with SCP-003. In event of total power failure, if SCP-0031 begins to increase its mass, assigned personnel must engage in skin contact with SCP-0031. Ideally, personnel may use their body heat to return SCP-0031 to above the critical temperature. However, skin contact must be maintained even in event of SCP-003 reaching activation temperature, lasting at minimum until SCP-0031 advances fully to its second growth stage. Personnel who enter SCP-003's containment area must first be examined for body parasites of category 4 or higher complexity, and sterilized if such organisms are present. All personnel who have come in physical contact with SCP-0031 are to immediately report for sterilization afterwards. SCP-0031 must not be removed from SCP-0032 except in case of emergency procedures detailed above. Any significant change in SCP-0032's rune activity, including pattern, frequency, or color, should be reported within three hours of occurrence. Cessation of rune activity must be reported immediately. SCP-0032 must be supplied with power via the source-designated generator RO-039 at all times. Description, SCP-003 consists of two related components of separate origin, referred to as SCP-0031 and SCP-0032. SCP-0031 appears to be composed of chitin, hair, and nails of unknown biology, arranged in a configuration similar to that of a computer motherboard. Testing reveals SCP-0031 to predate earliest known circuit boards by a factor of thousands of years. SCP-0031 is considered sentient but not actively dangerous except under certain conditions. SCP-0031 was found on a stone tablet, SCP-0032, on which it currently resides. The runes on SCP-0032 are not part of any known language, and emit pale, flickering light patterns. 
SCP-0032 is controlled by a non-biological internal computer, the contents of which are mostly inaccessible without risk of damaging SCP-0032. SCP-0032 is capable of controlled emissions of radiation, including heat, light, and anomalous radiation types. SCP-0032 contains an internal power source of an anomalous nature, which appears to have been losing power since several centuries before discovery. It is considered probable that SCP-0032 was created for the purpose of containing SCP-0031. Partially interpreted data recovered from SCP-0032 may refer to a past and or potential future LK-class restructuring event caused by SCP-0031. SCP-0031 was located by remote viewing team SRV-04 Beta. It appears possible that SRV-04 Beta was deliberately contacted by SCP-0032. Other organizations have also been alerted to SCP-003's existence, possibly by similar means. Despite this activity, SCP-0032 does not appear to be sentient, based on its lack of reaction to MO3 Gloria analysis and procedures. When SCP-003 drops below the temperature of 35 degrees Celsius, both components react. First, SCP-0031 enters a growth state characterized by an exponential increase in mass. This growth state consists of two stages. In both stages, SCP-0031 partially fuels its growth by converting matter around it, starting with any surrounding inorganic material, including atmospheric elements, then non-living organic material, including cells of dead skin, hair, chitin, enamel, keratin, and other biological materials. The first stage is always the same. SCP-0031 will first increase its mass, then take a form similar in shape to an aphiroid brittle star of 15 meters in diameter, including what appears to be a central processor of 3 meters in diameter. It will form sensory organs that appear to scan its surrounding environment, and will partially convert the area around it to an unidentified anomalous substance. SCP-0032 seems immune from conversion. The second stage describes a growth alteration which occurs when SCP-003 comes into contact with living organic material. SCP-003 appears to template itself off of the organic material, and will attempt communication with organisms that match its initial template or templates. In its second stage, SCP-0031 may pause, slow or change its growth, and will also convert inorganic and non-living organic elements into functionally similar structures while anomalously altering their physical makeup. While growth is consistent in the first stage, in the second stage SCP-0031's growth rate is diminished by 20 to 90 percent so long as SCP-0031 remains in contact with living organic material. The percentage is determined by the complexity of the organism in contact with SCP-0031. SCP-0031 appears to devote a large amount of processing power to analysis of living organic material. During each of SCP-0031's growth stages, SCP-0032 releases bursts of radiation that temporarily inhibit SCP-0031's growth or reverse this growth when the temperature of SCP-0031 rises above 100 degrees Celsius. 
Similar radiation emissions have been replicated or recorded via other anomalous means. SCP-0031-S biology has been the subject of extensive study. Significant elements have been identified similar to SCP, SCP-1512, and SCP-2756. The latter two of which have no further confirmed connection with SCP-0031 and no known connection with each other, and none of which are fully understood. Technically, even less understood than SCP-003, thanks to the extensive cross-disciplinary research on the SCP-003 objects. To date, no convincing analysis has been put forward which satisfactorily explains SCP-0031's connection to these SCP objects or others, nor its connection to modern technology beyond appearance. And potential mimicry via unknown mechanism. Addendum 003201, acting on information gathered from a linguistic analysis of SCP-0032's runes and comparative data analysis. Research team MO3Gloria has managed to establish a link between SCP-003 and for analysis of functions. SCP-0031 must now be considered sentient, and is to be kept a minimum of one kilometer from and the resulting byproduct at all times. Addendum 003202, SCP-0032's power loss has been exacerbated by the procedures performed by MO3Gloria. On orders of 0510, MO3Gloria will continue procedures. Addendum 003203, during MO3Gloria procedures, SCP-0031 doubled its mass and began rapid structural growth. Temperature was immediately returned to 100 degrees Celsius. Growth and mass increase of SCP-0031 continued for 9 minutes and 6 seconds, at which time a sustained radiation spike was produced by SCP-0032. In response, SCP-0031 returned to its normal state in 3 minutes and 39 seconds. New growth dissolved into a dusty residue which was collected for analysis. Both SCP-0031 and SCP-0032 ceased all detectable activity. SCP-0032 did not resume activity until connected to external power source. SCP-0032's runes glowed uniformly grey and did not resume normal activity for three hours. SCP-0032 no longer appears to be able to maintain containment area at a temperature above 35 degrees Celsius without external power supplied by generators 0033 through 9. Addendum 003204, the procedure detailed in Addendum 003203 was repeated, and SCP-0031 again entered a growth state. After 10 minutes and 13 seconds, SCP-0032 once again produced a sustained radiation spike. SCP-0031's growth stopped for 36 seconds, then resumed at its previous pace. On quadrupling its mass, SCP-0031 formed a coherent outer shell and body. After appearing to scan its environment and partially converting its environment, SCP-0031 then breached containment, entering the observation gallery where nine members of MO3Gloria were present. On physical contact with team members, SCP-0031 encompassed them in rapidly grown appendages and stopped growth for 15 minutes. SCP-0031 then resumed growth, 
and rearranged the component parts of the center of its form to the shape of a 3 meter tall female humanoid. With peripheral tentacles shifting to extrude primarily from SCP-0031's newly formed hair and spine. SCP-0031 then produced rudimentary vocalizations in an apparent initial attempt to communicate with researchers. An unknown individual approached the compromised containment area in company of a full squad of agents. The individual claimed to be acting on orders of 0510 and attempted communication with SCP-0031. Following this incident, Agent Jackson of MO3 Gloria successfully restored power to SCP-0032 and activated backup generators to return the temperature to 100 degrees Celsius. SCP-0031 returned to its normal state in 21 minutes and 7 seconds, and was successfully recontained without incident. All nine members of MO3 Gloria affected by SCP-0031 were afterwards found to be physically unharmed, with no residual effects besides psychological trauma. The converted materials of SCP-003's former containment area did not dissolve and are now under analysis. Addendum 003-05, in light of the previous incident, 0510 was removed from the 05 Council by joint decision of three names redacted. MO3 Gloria procedures have been indefinitely suspended. Equals equals special access program MO3 Gloria required equals equals. Close file. Transcript of incident report A21B cycle 8. For dissemination to 05 command and staff. Interviewers, three names redacted. Present, 052, 055, 057, 0510, and staff. Interviewed, Dr. Tilda David Moose, MO3 Gloria Lead. Excerpt 35A. She tried to talk to us. We all heard her voice in our heads, in a sort of half language we couldn't fully understand. Some of the others passed out immediately. I lasted a little longer, but it wasn't because of mental fortitude. It's just that she was trying to tell us different things. She showed Jones a replay of all the memories of everything Jones ever felt anything about. All over the course of a few minutes. She ripped three of the researchers apart and put them back together unharmed. She doesn't understand human emotion, or pain. Or very much about how we experience the world. Yes, I would say the containment procedures are necessary. Listen, she wants to remake the world into a paradise. A paradise filtered through her own alien understanding of paradise, but still, a paradise designed for us. For humanity. She would be happy to make a paradise for any sufficiently complex organism she comes across first. Anything with a complex enough mind to accept her. Say, a dog. Or a housefly. If she breaches again, we have to be there first. What would it be like? I don't know. She showed us images, not quite images. I can see them in my head, but they're not pictures. The closest thing I can think of is what you see when you close your eyes suddenly and tightly, but brighter and more complex. The images had metallic sounds associated with them, and sensory details that we don't have the words or concepts to describe. The whole effect felt like words of some kind. I believe she wanted to see what we could understand, so she could understand us. She didn't have time to finish analyzing us. I don't know what would have happened if she had. 
Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play.